It's time to dig in and discuss the questions on the minds of today's leaders. You are listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. This is where we get vulnerable, raw, and authentic about the stuff that really matters. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are going to have a discussion on a topic that has got a lot of meat to it. It's about to speak or not to speak. And as an executive, as someone who's in a place of influence among other people, which if, if you're saying, M, is that me? Is she talking to me? Am I the person of influence? If you're listening, then yes. Then yes, if you have even one person around you, maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's that you are in charge of a volunteer sports league, like a flag football team or a baseball team for your child, or you're running a big company. All of those, you are in a place of influence. And so I'm talking to you and I'm saying, if you're in a place of influence, then you're asking yourself this question, should I speak or not speak when it comes to some of these heatier conversations? Like right now, we are in a huge one, mask or not max, vax or not vax. We have immigration challenges. And so it's it's conversations about immigration. It's about racial diversity, equity, inclusion. All of these things are coming up in our world. And so we get to decide, are these topics that we want to take on? Are they, Clearly, we have opinions on them. But is it in my best interest, my company's best interest, my brand's best interest, whatever it is that we're standing behind, is it in the best interest of that? entity for me to voice my opinion. Now, people that aren't emotionally intelligent, they don't ask themselves these questions. They just blurt it out and then they pay the consequence and that's it. But those of us that are emotionally intelligent, this is you and me, and we're saying, what should we be asking ourselves before we just blatantly scream to the world what we believe? And remember, there is no there is no one right answer to a lot of these things because they're they're so gray. There's so many different factors that are involved. And so what's happening is when we open our mouth on in regards to some kind of these, these hot debate topics, we get to know that we are going to polarize our audience. And what that means when you think about polarizing, it is just exactly like the poles in our world, the North Pole, the South Pole. So we have poles. And when we open our mouths and we speak, on hot topics, we move to one of those poles, either North Pole or South Pole. And our audience, if we move to North Pole, our audience that's in the North Pole, that loves the North Pole, they're gonna be yay, following, getting excited because now they're aligning with us. And those of us that go to the South Pole that go to a different area, the, the people that are aligned with that are gonna be like, yay, this is so exciting. But our audience that is not aligned with that they're going to get further away. And so we're creating a polarization. And so the trick when we're talking about to speak or not to speak is to be really clear about when we choose to speak, we know why we're choosing to speak. We know the value that we're bringing in. We've got some kind of metrics that we can go through to say, is this something that I should speak about? Because you do not want to be the person, the executive that speaks on everything. Now, I have some stats here where we actually looked at millennials. So millennials, there's tons of research on millennials, but what we know to be true is that millennials want to follow companies, CEOs that, that have an opinion. 
So they're more likely to stay with a company that openly states their opinion. So they're actually talking on these topics, but the stat says 40% are more likely to stay with a company. They're gonna be loyal to a company that states their opinion. Well, now 40%, that's not the majority. The challenge is there's a significant point, 30% that are undecided. They want to hear the opinion first before they decide whether they're loyal or not. And then another 30% are, aren't loyal based on a company's opinion, which means you're still wishy-washy. So that's a lot of gray area. And our goal today in this conversation is to be a little bit more black and white about when we open our mouth and speak and when we don't. And so what I want to, what I want to put into you is that there's really four criteria of choosing to speak up. Okay. One, it's to speak out as a leader meaning I'm gonna speak out with an opinion to enroll others in having an opinion that either is like mine or different than mine, but it's an opinion. So I'm enrolling others. Speaking out as a leader, that's the first one. The second one is speaking out as a follower, which means someone else has already taken the lead and I'm sitting there supporting them. So I'm speaking out as a follower. The third measure here is not speaking out, but monitoring, which means I'm watching the situation and I'm seeing if I want to elevate to a speaking as a leader or speaking as a follower. And then the fourth option here is to not speak out at all, to not speak out at all. And so we've got this pendulum here. We've got do not speak out to speaking out as a leader. Those are our, our extreme polar, our polarization. It's going to be on one side or the other. And in between we have, so, so speaking out, as a leader, speaking out as a follower, just monitoring, but not speaking out, and then not speaking out at all. Those are our four options. And so the question becomes, which do I choose? Which do I choose? And so the very first thing that you want to think about too on these topics is, is what I'm providing valuable? If I share my opinion, is it valuable? Because a lot of us just want to speak to be heard, not speak to be relevant. There's a total difference between speaking to be heard and speaking to be relevant, okay? Speaking to be heard would be, I just want to get my voice out there. I want everybody to know that I was here. But speaking to be relevant means that what I'm saying, I know my target audience so well, and I'm going to speak so that what I say will land in their heart. Because people buy from companies that they feel like get them and stand for them. So if you see an injustice happening and you know that you can be relevant to your audience, then great. That's a yes. And it moves you closer to speaking as a leader. I mean, you have to do that, but it moves you closer to that. And so then the question becomes, like, what would be relevant? So my dentist, for example, I, I really could care less what my dentist's opinion is on immigration. Now, I, I might care because I, I think of my dentist as a friend, so I may interact from that perspective, but I'm not choosing my dentist because of their stance on immigration. It's, it's not relevant. Now, what might be relevant, though, is my dentist may give an opinion on the effect of mask wearing on our dental health, our oral hygiene. My dentist may take a stand and say that the wearing masks and the bacteria buildup, I'm making this up, by the way. The bacteria buildup is, has caused uh, plaque, and as a result, he's seen increased cavities, especially in children. Okay, so let's just say again, clear. Let me be clear: of this I am making that all up. I do not know if there's any sort of correlation. I just made it up.
But if I heard my dentist say that, that wearing these masks leads to increased cavities in children, then that I would listen. I would care that my, because that's now relevant. But, but immigration with my dentist, like I can't see the tie in there unless he's saying immigration comes through and, and then we're overloaded in the dental system because of, of, of kids, you know, whatever, that there's some correlation there, then great that he can be relevant. But I'm not, if it's not relevant, then don't go there. Don't go there because all you'll do is create polarization and it won't make sense. So the first question you ask is, is it relevant? And if your answer could be yes, then okay. The second question you want to ask is, are your words aligned with what the brand is saying? So let's just say that this, let's carry this dentist example all the way through. So let's just say that the dentist my dentist does see a correlation between cavities and mask wearing. Again, I'm going to be super clear that I'm making this up. I, do, I have not had this conversation with my dentist. I do not know if there's a correlation between mask wearing and bacteria and increased cavities. So I just, I'm crystal clear on this right now because that's what happens. Somebody that has an influential voice says something without backing it up, and then it creates all of this havoc. And this is where we choose to speak or not to speak. And so we want to make sure, am I aligned with what I'm saying? Now, again, I'm not a dentist. So for me to talk on cavities would make no sense. So I wouldn't even pass number one relevancy. But let's say I have this conversation with my dentist and he starts talking about mask wearing and how we got to get rid of mask wearing for kids because guess what? It's leading to increased cavities. Okay. Now, when I ask my dentist, let's say my dentist says this, he's He's on TV. He's doing these, these talk shows. Like he, is, he is standing in his power. And then I'm getting ready to leave because we're at the dentist. I walk into my car and I see the dentist standing outside talking with somebody in the parking lot on his phone. And he's saying, oh my gosh, I did this show last night on the news and I had to talk all about mask wearing. But I, I just don't believe it. My kids are going to wear masks when I get to school. I could really care less. I think it's better for them to actually wear masks. If I heard that, I'd be really confused as a customer. And the integrity of that dentist would be immediately gone. I would no longer go to that dentist. And so stepping into a category, speaking when you are not authentically feeling what it is that you're saying, you cannot, nobody can buy your words. Okay. So when companies come out with these points of view and you're not aligned to them, but you're asked to speak them, it will never work. It will never work. So you got to make sure that the words, if you're going to stand for something, be a spokesperson for something, if you're going to choose to speak, it's got to come from your heart. And you got to say, is that aligned with what the company's brand is? So like this dentist may have a stance that's different than, than what would be what his company might believe. And so now he has a choice. Does he speak his truth? his truth, it might not be everybody's truth, but does he speak his truth or does he shut his mouth? And so he gets to go through it. First is what he had to say relevant. Second, is he aligned to it? In this case, the answer would be no. So it would go down to the shut your mouth category, don't speak up. We're automatically in the don't speak up category. Remember, four layers, speak as a leader, speak as a follower, don't speak, just monitor, and then don't speak at all. So if you're not aligned, you automatically go to the don't speak. Okay, if you're not relevant, don't speak. If you're not aligned, don't speak. But if you are, if you're a yes to both of those, if your message is relevant and 
you're aligned to it, which means you believe in it, you're passionate about it, you can really speak and land on this, then you're closer to the speaking as a leader. Okay, number three, which is really important to really understanding where you're going is, are you credible? Would people believe you? Would people believe you? Do you have anything to back it up? So like if I said how to increase your speed as an Olympic sprinter, would you listen to what I have to say? Probably not. I'm not an Olympic sprinter, so I would encourage you not to. <laughs> but, so I don't have any credibility in that field. But if I said, do you want to grow your business while still maintaining sanity and building a high-performing team? Like, Listen to me. Why? Because I have run seven companies. If you want to know how to move forward in incredibly challenging times, and I've got a roadmap, listen to it because I've done that so many times I, I've forgotten to count. And so I have credibility in that space, but I don't have credibility as an Olympic sprinter. I don't have credibility in the immigration game. I don't know what's going on. I haven't studied that. So if Kathleen Reeson comes out with an opinion on immigration, you probably shouldn't listen too much to it. If Kathleen Reeson comes out and says, hey, I see what's happening in Afghanistan and here's the opinion and how we should solve it, the government is not calling me up to say, I heard you have an opinion because I'm not credible in that space. I'm not privy to a lot of the secret information that the government has. So I'm not credible in that. And my question for you is, are you clear on the areas where you're credible? Because if you step outside of that area of credibility, you will quickly get a lot of backlash, which is one of the things we're gonna talk about here in a little bit is the backlash. And so if you're not credible on what you wanna speak on, don't speak, just don't speak. So are you relevant? Are you aligned with the message? Are you credible? If the answer is no to any one of those, don't speak. If the answer is yes to those, then you're moving up the categories. It doesn't mean you're speaker as a leader yet, but it means you might, you're, you're not at the bottom category of don't speak. You might be in the monitor. You might be in the speaker as a follower and you might be in the speak as a leader. But what I know to be true is if you're a no to being relevant, being aligned to the messaging and being credible, if you are not those, don't speak. You don't have to talk on those topics. Okay, we're gonna go on a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna dig even deeper about some more questions that you can ask yourself. Because you guys, this is a really big conversation with all the political stuff that's going on, all of the, the challenges that we're facing as a world, as a, as a country here in the United States where I live, this is a really big challenge. And so people wanna see what we call as political activism or corporate activism. We wanna see companies that will stand forward. And our question is, should that be us and our company? And that's what we're addressing today. So you are listening to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Enjoy this quick break. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? 
Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reason Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reason Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. I'm your host, Kathleen Reason, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are talking about to speak or not to speak on these really hot button topics, masks, no mask, vax, no vax, immigration, Afghanistan, comparison to Saigon. I mean, all these things that are happening in our world, this unrest, our goal we're going we're gonna to do one of two things. We're going to either create polarization, meaning we're going to draw people to one end of the spectrum or the other, or we're going to create unity. Okay, we're going to create unity. And so what we've been talking about up until now is what are the questions that we ask ourselves before we choose to speak out? And it's the relevance. So is that message or, or is it relevant to us? Or is it if we stand up and speak, is it relevant to us? And are we as personally aligned to this message? Okay, so if I don't believe in masks, I certainly can't stand up and say, hey, everybody, you should all wear masks. It wouldn't make sense. Or if I don't believe in a vaccine, I certainly shouldn't stand up and say, everyone should get a vaccine. I can't scream that from the rooftops if I don't believe in it. So you got to be really clear that what you believe in is aligned with what you're going to say, because if anybody catches you, you will lose integrity. And that is very hard to get back. And then credibility. So does it even make sense? Like, do you have credibility in that space? Now, these next two that I'm going to share with you, there's only five total, so we got two left. It's about the risks that you're willing to pay, okay? So when you choose to speak out, there's going to be a backlash because whatever you have to say, there's going to be people that are in another camp, meaning there's going to be people that when they hear this, they're not going to like it because there are very few opinions where 100% of us agree 100% of the time on a certain opinion. And so there are going to be people that are going to get really mad. And are you willing to pay the price of the backlash, meaning the riots that happened a year ago? So with with racial uh, injustice, the, the riots that were happening, companies and leaders spoke up. And then their their businesses got blown up, got destroyed. Mirrors or uh, windows were broken. Inventory was stolen. Target is a, was a great example. So when we had George Floyd and, and that the, the experience that happened, like that was up in Minnesota. Well, Target's corporate headquarters are in Minnesota. And so what happened was people said connected Target and then went to Targets around the country and started breaking into them. And I'll tell you something that happened uh, related to this for me a couple weeks ago. I was at our national night out supporting our police force. We have a wonderful police force, a lot of really great people on our police force here in my hometown. And every year we host a national night out, which is in celebration of our police, the work that they do in our communities. And uh, companies sponsor it. One of my companies sponsors this event. We are there. It's, It's a wonderful family event. My kids go. They have such a great time. And one of the police officers came up and he said, do you notice who's not here? 
And I looked around and then this is this event has grown each and every year. We didn't have it last year. It was twice as big as two years ago. It was huge. And I looked at him and I said, who, who are you referring to? And he said, Target's not here. I looked around. I thought, you're right. Target used to have lots of booths, lots of like they had like seven parking spots for their, their experience. And my kids loved the Target booth because they gave away all kinds of stuff and they thought it was great. And Target wasn't present. And I said, well, why isn't Target here? And he says, because they pulled all of the support of police, 100% of the support of police. Now, nobody at Target, I mean, this could have happened, I just haven't seen it, but I didn't see a press conference where Target said, we are no longer supporting the police. They weren't loud about it. But what they did was they pulled, that they, they had a shop with a cop program, which meant that a lot of the underprivileged youth around Christmas would go actually shop with a cop. And so it would it would bring the uh, police force together with the community and the, the uh, officers would go shopping with these kids and they would help them get the toys. And then this was entirely funded either by Target or the community. And these, these kids would get to wrap, volunteers from the community would come and wrap the presents with the kids and the kids would go home with their presents for their families. It was a phenomenal program. And they pulled the funding on it. And then they stopped supporting all events like National Night Out. Now, this is a corporate decision. It's not made at the local level. And I had a, ch a choice in that moment. I, I heard this and I thought, huh, you know, it's really interesting because they did not choose to speak out as a leader. Like they, they didn't. They didn't speak out as a leader. There wasn't, there wasn't this huge stage that they said, we are defunding the police based on the efforts that we put forward today. Like that didn't happen. But they certainly spoke out as a follower. They said, I hear your mission, somebody, I, I hear that you guys want to fund the police. And so we're, we're going to do it, but we're just not going to talk about it. And they spoke out as a follower. Now, me as a consumer in seeing this, I have a choice too. I choose, you choose with our dollars every single day. We can choose to go to the companies like Target who aren't going to support the police, or we can choose to go somewhere else because there were 60 other companies that do support the police. And so you can decide with your dollars who you want to support, just as the companies can decide. So does Target, do they lose followers or, or customers because of these decisions? Absolutely. That's the backlash. Now, me personally, do I want to shop at, I love Target. You guys, I love Target. I love their products. But this is one decision that we're not in the same place on. And that's okay. Like, it's, it's okay. I mean, I, I can't make Target as a corporation decide what they do or don't want to do. Like, that's on them. But it's my choice as a consumer how I want to spend my dollars. Does that mean I'll never go to Target again? No. It just means in this moment, based on the decision that they made, I had choice too. And that's what happens when we choose to speak up. Even as a follower, when we choose to speak up or not to speak up, when we make that choice, we've got to know that there's going to be a backlash for that. And the question is, are you willing to face that backlash? Let me give us to you another way. I chose, my husband and I chose to close two businesses during the pandemic last year. Lots of different reasons for it. I talked about it on the show before. One of them, we were in the process of moving the location. And in order to complete that move of the location, the financing all got pulled by the landlord when COVID hit. So my husband and I were going to have, have we're going to get to come up with a large sum of money, multiple six figures, to complete this move. 
And no banks are lending to these kinds of businesses that we had at the time. It was crazy. And we had just done this for another business that we were moving. And so to come up with that again was would have been astronomical. It didn't make sense. It was $250,000. And my husband and I said, no, we're not, we, we can't do it. Now, that decision, while it was in our best interest, it was not in the best interest of all of our members that wanted the place to go. And this was, this was a gym. They wanted the place to go work out. They really enjoyed the place. But we couldn't, we couldn't, it, it was my husband and I made the decision that we could not continue forward. And we paid the price of the backlash. I mean, like, like we got death threats, not, not like, like real threats. Like I really, I didn't feel like my life was in danger, but, but people would say to you, uh, to say, to say to us, you'd be better off dead. Like, we got that multiple times. You'd be better off dead. And, and keep in mind, I, there was a time in my life where I actually would have heard that as somebody thought I'd be better off dead. It wasn't that at all. It was that COVID was going on and, and all these, this, we were in such a heated position and we took away something that people loved. And so I, I hear that, I get that. It wasn't that they really wanted us dead. It was that they were so angry at the world and they just aimed it at us. So we got a lot of that anger aimed at us. And so when I say, when you open your mouth on something that people are really passionate about, you are going to have backlash. And some people will refer to this as thick skin. You got to have thick skin to be able to hear this backlash. But when it comes to your company and the dollars, you got to be willing to withstand that. You can play the wishy-washy middle, which means I'm not going to have an opinion on anything, but you're going to lose the people that really want you to have an opinion. And you're going to have the other group that just doesn't really care. There's people that are going to be your customers regardless. But the next time something else comes, they're like the commodity customers. So when something else comes along with a better price, they're going to hop over there. The way you get loyal customers is that you have an opinion and they align with it. But oftentimes that can create polarization. So your loyal customers want to know what you care about, which means there are times where you get to choose to speak. And this is the metrics that you get to look through. This is the process that you get to follow. So are you relevant? Are you aligned to the message? Is it aligned to what you, can you personally stand out and say, I agree with this. Are you credible in that space? And are you willing to accept the backlash? The last one, and this one is so important. You get to ask yourself, what is the risk of staying silent? So if you choose not to speak, and that's the position you've chosen up until now in everything, you have chosen to be silent. How many people have walked away from your brand, your company, because you don't seem to stand for anything? Not that you don't, it's that you don't show your customers that you stand for anything. So what is the risk of being silent? When you open your mouth, you have a risk of a backlash, but when you don't, there's a risk for being silent. So some people would say this as you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And the reality is you get to figure out what a win-win is. What's a win for your company and what's a win for your clients. And know that every time you choose to open your mouth, somebody could get mad. Most likely they will. And that's okay. Because when they get mad, you move into PR crisis mode. Have a great PR firm around you. But PR crisis mode means I know the backlash is coming, 
and I get to navigate it. I'm not stuck under it. I get to navigate it. I get to understand the people are going to be angry. And the biggest thing that I can do is listen, is listen. I have a good friend who works at John Deere and she works with her employees on really defining what their job titles are, like really understanding their roles of the company. And she's got lots of other stuff that she does, uh, political advocacy. But one of the things that she did was really support the employees in understanding what they did. And one of the employees said, here at John Deere, when you have feedback for our company, I'm the one that listens. When you have feedback for our company, I'm the one that listens. Now think about that. Like that is powerful because when she goes out and says that, now their customers are like, whoa, somebody actually reads that report, the, the little card that I send in. You know, if you get a product, like a John Deere product, a lawnmower, a weed whacker, it comes with this little comment card and you can fill it out or you can go online and you can fill out a comment, or, uh, any like complaints, anything. She gets those and she's the one that sorts through them and gives them to the executives. And when she says, when you send in your feedback, I'm the one that gets it. I'm the one that listens. Then, the, then we know the customers here, somebody cares what I have to say. Do you have that person in your company? Is that you? Because when you move into PR mode, what people really want to hear is that you're listening. You're listening to them. You want to you want to truly understand what you what you should speak on and where you get to what what your customers care about. You get to listen to them because then, you know, is what I'm saying relevant to them? Will it provide value? Well, if you really listen to your customers, you'll know the answer to that. You know yourself and whether what your message is and what you stand for and what you're aligned to. So you can answer that one. Yes or no. Are you credible? You get to answer that. Are you credible in that in, in giving this message? Are you willing to accept the backlash? And what is the risk of staying silent? These five questions, when you go through these, if you answer, I get to speak up, now the question is, are you speaking up as a follower or are you speaking up as a leader? Are you listening to somebody else and responding? Or are you the one that's creating a stage with your opinion on it? We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to give some examples. We're going to talk about some examples of some companies that have chosen to speak up so that you can see how they walk through this process. Enjoy this quick break. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. I will talk to you after this short break. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. 
Welcome back to The Kathleen Reason Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to The Kathleen Reason Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reason, and we are talking about one of the most challenging topics as an executive. Should I choose to speak up or not when it comes to some of these hot topics. Now, keep in mind that when you're choosing to speak up, it could be at a department meeting. It could be in a one-on-one conversation. It could be on a stage in front of your entire company. It could be with a microphone on a talk show. It doesn't have to always be that though. We think sometimes speaking up is in these large ways, but the word travels so fast. The word travels so fast and and whether we choose to issue our public opinion or not is something that we get to know the, the metrics that we get to ask ourselves. And so that's what we've been going through, the five different questions that we get to ask ourselves. And the last one we went through is what's the risk of staying silent? And so one of the, the case studies I'm going to talk about is Starbucks. If you remember in 2018, okay, so a few years ago, 2018, two men of color, so they were black, they walked into a Starbucks and they wanted to go to the bathroom. And they were told no. I don't know the situation around it, but I know they were told no. And they wouldn't leave. They were still in the restaurant, the, the, the restaurant, the, the coffee shop, and they said, we got to go to the bathroom. And the, the person at the shop, the barista kept saying no. And eventually they called the police. The police came, these two men get arrested, and it creates this entire backlash. And the company in the moment chose to stay silent very, very quickly. They didn't come out right away and say, we've got to do something about it. And they realized the backlash was so strong that the risk of staying silent was more damaging than the backlash they might get from opening their mouths and they had to address it. So what they ended up doing was they came out and said, this is not okay. This happened and it's not okay. They reworked the bathroom policy because apparently there was a policy that said, if you didn't purchase something from the store, then you couldn't use the bathrooms. So they they reworked the bathroom policy. And then they brought in partners. They actually became trusted partners with people like the NAACP and some other some other justice groups. And they devised an entire diversity, equity, and inclusion, so DEI, entire diversity, equity, inclusion training program. They shut down all, I mean all, of their stores for a half a day. Imagine what that cost the company, to shut down every single Starbucks for half a day so that everyone could attend this training. Can you imagine the cost of that? Huge. But what it did was it said, hey, we at Starbucks recognize that something that happened that wasn't aligned to what our core mission is as a company, what our vision, what we stand for, didn't align. And the risk of staying silent is too high. So going forward, here's what you can expect from us. And here's how we're going to train our employees so that this doesn't happen again. Here's what we're doing. And so they walked through this process. They said, is it relevant for us to talk? Well, yeah, I mean, they were put in a situation because something actually happened in one of their stores that now it's highly relevant. They have to address it. Is what we want to say aligned with our message? Well, Starbucks talks about how they're an inclusive environment. This is a great place. It's friendly. Come get our expensive coffee. I put expensive in there. I don't think Starbucks says that. But <laughs> they, Starbucks is known for their community style that they're creating. 
So are they aligned to two men being arrested because they couldn't use a bathroom and refused to leave? Well, no, that doesn't really fit in there. Uh, that, that experience is not what they as a company stand for. So should they speak out and say, that is not the typical Starbucks experience that we want to repeat? Absolutely, that's a yes. Now, are they credible in this space? No, that's the interesting thing. They weren't, so they went and developed partnerships with people that were, and then they said, we realized we had a gap. We didn't have enough training in this area, or we had no training in this area, so we created these partnerships. So all of a sudden, now they became credible because they borrowed the credibility of somebody that got it. So they turned that no into a yes, and all of a sudden, we got three yeses. Excuse me. And then they said, are we willing to accept the backlash? Well, they already had accepted the backlash. When they didn't say anything, they accepted this backlash. So they went automatically number five. What is the risk of staying silent? And they said more and more backlash and we're not willing to do that. So the risk of staying silent was too high. And that's why they took action. And that is the case study of Starbucks and how they walked in here and said, we can no longer stay silent. We have to step up. And not only did they step up as a follower, they stepped up as a leader and said, we will shut down all of our stores for a half a day for this training. How many other companies are doing that? Because Caribou Coffee, another company that's born out, I believe it was out of Minnesota. But anyway, Caribou Coffee, so same, same company. But at the same time, they didn't announce that they were doing this. I don't know if they were. Nobody knows. You know why? Because they weren't talking about it. So they could have been, but Starbucks talked about it loudly. They stood as a leader in the field. and They said, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And so that's the power of this. Now, let's look at this from a local perspective, because we're not all Starbucks. We don't all have the, the, the brand equity that Starbucks has. But there's a local nightclub here in my town. And they said, I don't know what we can do about this pandemic. I don't know how we can change it. And the owner said, but the risk of staying silent is too great for me. And so he, here in Iowa, we actually have a mandate where we cannot have mandates in schools. So there is no mask mandate in schools. There is no vaccine mandate. There's none of that stuff. And so it doesn't matter whether you fall, which side you fall on. This guy that owned a business, he said, I'm a private business. There's no mandate that said private businesses can or can't, ma- can't mandate anything. I can say what I want and my customers can choose to follow it or not. And so what happened was this this local nightclub owner, he decides that he is going to have a mandatory vaccine card to get into his nightclub. Now, Lollapalooza just did this. They just had a concert and they said, you either have a vaccine or you show us 72 hour proof. So a COVID negative test within 72 hours and you can come into our show. That's not gonna, it's not completely foolproof. I mean, you could have gotten a test 72 hours ago saying you're COVID negative, walked out of that testing center, been exposed, and now all of a sudden you have COVID, but it's closer to what this guy's vision was. He said, if I want people in my nightclub that want to be here and feel safe, and the people that I want to come, in order for them to feel safe, they don't want to, they, they want to minimize their exposure. And in order for me to do that, I'm going to require vaccination cards or a 72-hour COVID negative test. Well, you can imagine the backlash. Okay. So he walked through this. Is this relevant? Well, yeah, because he thought that his audience wanted to have that, that feeling of safety and this was a way for him to get it. Okay. Now, is he aligned personally? Absolutely. The owner of the company, this, this uh, nightclub felt very strongly that this was his opinion and it was the opinion that aligned with his company brand. And is he credible to say this? Well, he's the owner of the company. 
he consulted where he was following the CDC and he consulted with other practitioners that said, yes, this would be a supportive way. So whether or not you agree with it, was he credible in the space? He borrowed credibility from other people. So yes. Number four, is he willing to accept the backlash? And he said he was. And there was backlash. Absolutely. But number five, what was the risk of being silent? And for him, he said the risk of being silent is greater than the backlash that I'll receive. So did he lose some of his customer base by staying, by speaking up as a leader and saying, we're going to be the only nightclub in my area that requires vaccination cards or proof of a COVID negative test within 72 hours? Did he lose some customers over it? Yes. Did he gain some customers over it? Yes. And the question is, did he gain more than he lost? I don't know the answer. But what I do know was he was willing to play that risk because of what he stood for. And so the people that are willing to come, the people that were that said, I will go there because of this, are loyal. They're loyal. And so this guy, he risked his reputation based on what he believed that he spoke out about it. And so he risked it. Now, Abraham Lincoln said a quote a, a long time ago. He said, Character is like a tree and reputation is like its shadow. The shadow is what we think of the tree. The tree is the real thing. So think about that. When we decide who we are and what we stand for, that is who we are. We are the tree. We are grounded in that. The reputation is just the shadow. It's how others see us. And if we get so concerned about the reputation, the shadow of our tree, we may start moving in directions that aren't who we are. And when our branches are out there flailing in the wind, they're more likely to break. But the only reason that we would flail in the wind like that is because the shadow might look prettier that way. The shadow may cover different areas, but the reality is that the shadow doesn't really matter. It's not real. What's real is us. And when Abraham Lincoln said it's about the tree, not the shadow, what he's saying is be grounded in who you are. Know what you stand for. Because when you are in that moment, when you know what you stand for, when you can truly say, this is who I am, and I'm willing to accept the backlash of people to understand that, that's a space of power. And people are drawn to that. When I gave you that quote about 40% of millennials, this is just millennials. We're not the, the, the older that you get, the higher that percentage actually goes. So, so the older generations, they want to be aligned with somebody that stands for something. <laughs> Even better if it aligns what they stand for. But we've gotten into this wishy-washy space of, I just, I just sit and monitor. A lot of companies sit in that space. I'll just sit and monitor. And I won't actually say anything. But I want to be a partner with companies that stand for something. With companies that stand for something. So my question for you is, what do you stand for? What do you care about enough to risk your reputation on it? Because I've asked myself that a lot, a lot. I said, what is it that I care enough about to risk my reputation over it? And it's a question you get to ask yourself and really think about it. It's not something you can blow past. It's a question that you get to sit with. Say, what do I care enough about to risk my reputation over it? Because really, when we're talking about to speak or not to speak, it's not what your board thinks what your employees think. It's what you think. And at the end of the day, it's just you. You're the one you got to answer to. You're the one when you fall asleep at night. You're the one that puts your head on the pillow. You're the one that gets to think about how you showed up. And you're put into a lot of positions 
every single day where people want you to show up one way or another. The reality is the reason that you got into the position that you're in now and the reason that you'll go forward each and every day is because you have an opinion and you are the one that's qualified to give it. So you get to answer, ask yourself, what do you care enough about to accept the backlash? The risk of silence is so great that if you don't speak on it, it will eat you alive. And when you have that moment, that's when you speak up about it. If you're not there, you're not in the speak up category. You can be monitoring, monitoring, or you can be silent. But just know when it's that close to your heart, when it's something that the risk of staying silent is so great, you just can't do it anymore. That's when you choose to speak up. And in that position, you don't speak up as a follower. You lead the pack because we've got a lot of followers in this world. And what our world does not need is more followers. What our world needs is more leaders. People that are speaking to unite, not to divide, but to unite, to bring together, find the commonality. How do we move forward? Asking the questions. This is what I see. How do we move forward? So when you choose to speak up, that's your come from. That's your come from. We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we'll tie this all together to speak or not to speak. That's our hot topic today. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. I'll be back with you here in just a minute. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Welcome back to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Today, we've been talking all about to speak or not to speak. When do we step up on these hot button topics? And if anything that we've been talking about today has rang true with you, if you've had a moment where you've said, huh, maybe I do get to step up, maybe I get to share my opinion here, know that there's so many elements to this and it can be really confusing. My specialty is in working with executives to navigate these kind of murky waters and to understand what your message gets to be in this incredibly cluttered space. How do you get to stand out? How do you get to position yourself? How can you use your words to encourage and unite versus tear down and divide? How do you get your team excited and enrolled about how you're moving forward? These are really big questions. And what I know is that as an executive, it can be kind of lonely in this space and our minds can be pretty full. The issue is not mindfulness. We have plenty of things going on in our mind. Our minds are so full. It's how do we actually sort that through and create that clear path forward? So if any of this is something where you're saying, how do I do this? Call me, reach out to me. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. So you can go to my website, KathleenReason.com, but look me up, reach out. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you and help you sort out where you're headed. Because as we mentioned right before break, this world doesn't need more followers. What this world needs is more leaders. And social activism, when done well, unites companies and communities and brands. It really creates 
this feeling that the companies that I'm working for or with or partnering with or putting my money towards care. And the world that we're creating now and the, the, the people, the leaders, my children, your children, they're growing up and want to be in a world where people give a crap. They want to grow up in a world where people give a crap. And so as brands, as companies, we get to ask ourselves, what exactly do we give a crap about? What exactly do we give a crap about? And we get to communicate it. And that can be dicey. It can be challenging. And so our roles of executives have gotten even more challenging because now we're navigating this contentious experience. Contentious, so, so uh, anger and frustration, we're at an all-time high. I walked into my kid's school yesterday. I've been there for a year and a half, you guys, a year and a half. I walk into it. I walk into the front desk area. I have clothes to donate. It was, it was so refreshing to be back at school. And yet I love the homeschool experience with my kids, but they really want to go back to school. They really want to be with their friends. And so we're willing to walk into the school and connect them back into that environment. And I walk in and what I witnessed firsthand is an argument. An argument with the janitor, with the volunteer. It was just, it was an argument. And I, I love these people. It wasn't, there was nothing that I, I didn't have judgment on it, but I realized how incredibly stressed people are that this is happening, that, that they're arguing. These are people that would not normally argue. They're, they're very calm people, but they're stressed. And I happen to be privy to some of the situation that's going on underneath that. One of them had a, a father just pass away. One of them had uh, somebody else in the hospital. Like there's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in our world. We're all experiencing it. We're all experiencing loss at unprecedented levels. We can't just say, don't bring that stuff into work. Leave it at the door. It doesn't happen. We are human beings. We don't say, leave your trauma at the door. Come in and work. I want you to work and be really productive. And then when you go home at night, you can take that trauma with you. Like, that doesn't happen. We as parents, I did a whole show last week on parenting and running a business while maintaining sanity. It's like juggling balls in the air. And you're finally like, oh, God, I think I got it. And then somebody throws a torch in and says, juggle this too. Like, that's crazy. But that's what we're asking of our employees too. And we get to be the leaders that say, I get you. I understand you. I know what you stand for. And guess what? I'm right there beside you. And in order to do that, we get to understand what's important to them. And then we get to speak up. So if our audience is all saying racial justice is what's really important to me, guess where our company is positioned? If our clients are, are saying masks are what's really important to me, and yet that's not the stand we take, we're not aligned. Or if I'm a dentist and I'm over talking about immigration and I'm not credible in that space and I'm really not relevant, our clients are confused and they're walking away. So all these places get to play together. All these things get to play together. And I know this is big stuff because we absolutely have our own opinions. And sometimes what's best is that we do shut our mouths. And then sometimes what's best is that we are the ones holding the microphone and we accept the backlash and take it from me. It was not fun to hear you'd be better off dead. It was not fun to hear that. That's the backlash I've received. But I realized it wasn't about me. And here's the thing for you. It's not about you. It's about what you and your company stand for and what you see for the world. Because we vote with our dollars every single day. 
We vote with our dollars. That's all we have to vote on and our time, but our dollars. And we're talking about business. We're talking about voting with our dollars and our employees choose. They don't have to be with us. They don't have to be there, but what they want to be is by, they want to be aligned with a company that has similar values. Because if my company, if I'm an employee and I'm working for a company that just doesn't get me, doesn't stand for who I am or what's important to me, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to leave. I was listening to a conversation from a friend today and she, she was overheard this kid walking, a kid, he was probably in his thirties, walking down the path. He's talking on the phone. He says, oh, I got to leave this company. I've been here way longer than I thought. He hands, he gets off the phone. And she walks up to him and she says, I'm so sorry I eavesdropped. I didn't mean to, but what I heard you say was you've been at this company for a really long time and you wanted to leave. Do you mind if I ask you how long you've been there? And he says, oh yeah, 10 months, 10 months. Are you kidding me? 10 months is a professional employee. This is not somebody working at McDonald's or Taco Bell. This is somebody who's working in a professional company who says 10 months is too long for me. The average employee stays for two years. It's not a lot, but this kid's wanting to leave at 10 months. And what I know is that that, that average tenure is getting shorter and that does not work for companies. It absolutely doesn't. And so we get to look at all of these pieces. We get to say, when are we choosing to open our mouths and when aren't? What is important to our employees? What is important to our customers? And are we standing in those places? Are we being representative in those places? Because that's what they care about. That's what they care about. And that's what we're talking about today, to speak or not to speak. What I can leave you with is when you think about speaking, when you're seeing these hot topics and you're not sure whether you actually get to express your opinion, even if it's on your personal Facebook page, there is no personal Facebook page when you're running a company because you are the company representation. And so the things you get to ask yourself is before I choose to open my, my mouth and give my opinion, is it relevant? Is it gonna provide value? That's number one. Number two, am I aligned to the message? Number three, am I credible? Number four, am I willing to accept the backlash? And number five, what's the risk of staying silent? And if you're a yes to those, if you're willing to accept those, then you speak. You speak as a leader, you speak as a follower, but you speak. Or you can speak to monitor, or you can stay silent. Those are your choices. I thank you so much for being a part of this show today. If you have any questions or thoughts, I would love to hear them. Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. Let me know. If you have any other show topics too, I show up here every single Monday with advice, with thoughts, with, with questions that CEOs are asking. So let me know. What do you want to hear about? Enjoy this week. I will talk to you so soon. Signing off this week. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.